Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Everybody get out live on the Middleman Radio. This is the Middleman Talk Show with your boy Al. And this is Kevin. And this is Ian. How's everybody oh, going, man? Man. Man. I was up late last night, like a lot of people in America. Even if you watch the bootleg, you pay for it, or whatever the case may be, we seen a very entertaining event last night. And if you was on the rock, you may not know what I'm talking about. We talking about that Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. fight. And Man. that wasn't that wasn't a highlight, Al. Jen, I don't know if you do you even watch boxing Jen? I do, but I didn't see it. Like my husband told me about it. So like mm. that's that's as much as I I, I, I fell asleep last night. So I do to watch it. I ain't mad at you, but you might want to go watch the highlights. So you seen something on your timeline on your social media <laughs> platforms that looked a little suspicious. Looked like a dead body. Or maybe a man <laughs> laying down on a bed. Or maybe some little kids poking them with a stick saying, you want to see a dead body? That was our hey, man. man. Former NBA champion, well, not NBA champion, but slam dunk champion two times. Nate Robinson, who was doing Nate the for the That's Lord, right. That's somebody, right. Somebody go get Nate. You know what the most entertaining about that whole fight was? Not even the fact that Nate got knocked out by a YouTuber. A YouTuber, Al. YouTuber. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. If I had to go, go look back, up the guy, man. I, I didn't even know who he was. I ain't never heard Me of him. Me either. My my thing is this. Snoop Dogg made the whole <laughs> thing live for me. Oh my God. If y'all ain't pay attention to Snoop Dogg last night, when that man started singing that hymn, when they got knocked down, Lord, have mercy on your child. Oh, like, oh my God. <laughs> that was dark, man. <laughs> Man, if y'all yeah. didn't see that, oh my God, y'all gotta go see that man. This man has 
Oh God, he ain't gonna live this down. I, I need Nate to go somewhere and uh just get his mind right, you know, go to the park or you know what I'm saying? Just go to the beach and just walk the beach, man, with some slow music playing or something. <laughs> I'm sure he is. <laughs> but what made the burn so much worse uh this morning is also waking up to see Jake Paul in a Nate Robinson jersey, man. Oh yeah, that was cold blooded. That was cold blooded. See what he, what gonna happen is he gonna mess around. He gonna mess around and make Nate go get that pistol. <laughs> no, man, no, be like on juice. Run about there with that bag. What what you got, fool? Nate, man, get back out there. Get back to training, bro. Get better. No, and do a no. rematch, man. Just do no. a rematch, bro. No. It's okay. No, it's just no. for fun, man. Just do the rematch. Leave. Oh, As my good partner say, "Lig, let it go." Don't go, don't break, go don't, take your, don't take your butt back out there. <laughs> yeah, the don't take your butt back out there. Uh, he scraped that boy up. And, and you know, and overall, it was an entertaining event, man. I got to give it up to Mike Tyson and, and Roy yeah. Jones for putting on a classic fight. I knew it was going to come out to a draw. Mike Tyson was looking like an old, which he is an old man, but he was looking old. And, and Roy... Roy was breathing like, man, Roy breathed like oh, yeah. he ran five marathons, did two oh, yeah. Ironman competitions, and he swam five miles. Oh, yeah. Man, he was out, they was out there about to die. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to think, man, like like, uh, like Mike Tyson said, like he haven't boxed in over a decade or so. And, you know, Roy had a fight maybe less three than years five ago. years ago. Yeah, 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 he said three years ago. Three years yeah, ago. Know, so, man, we said, like, I don't care about my fight. ass. Man, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like everybody was worried, worried about Roy, man. You know, like yeah, Mike you Tyson about big monster, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, after I saw Mike Mike Tyson better go sit down too, talking about he wanna fight the uh De- uh Wilder and, and, and all the rest of these boxes. I'm like, no, no, Mike, let it go. Somebody made the comment about um, you know, this possibly being a new venture for Mike Tyson. Um, bringing in like the the champions of different sports and have them play each other, which would be, I think, a good idea. You know, I would like to see you know some um, you know people who are able to play basketball like some of the greats play against some of the ones now. Uh, you know, like in a scrimmage game or you know like a baseball game or something like that. But um, boxing. It depends, man. It depends no. on who's on the ticket. It depends. No, but no. And some no, of the that's other not sports, for everybody. Yeah. yeah, that ain't for everybody. Wait, Nate got no man. That, might, <laughs> that, that, that might make your whole career go left. Exactly. You, know. you up here getting whooped like this, you'll be a mean for the rest of your life. <laughs> Nate, no. it's all good, Nate. Nate, just get back out there and train, bro. It's all good. Mm. Mm-mm. Don't listen to Al. And I'm gonna tell you, whoever his trainer is. He should have been fighting them. Matter of fact, he need to go fight the gym owner. He need to go fight his foreign partner. He need to go fight the dude that set the fight up and had him go out there. He need to just go whoop everybody. Because that was ridiculous. Bro, like, I think it was Shannon Sharp, man, had a meme where he was saying that uh, the reason why Nate lost was because he wore the colors of the New York Knicks. (laughs) (laughs) He had on some basketball boxing shoes, man. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, hey, man. Nate. Hey, Nate oh. Robinson. 
I support you, bro. It's all fun and games. Mm-mm. I wouldn't have been able to do that, man. Hey, more props to you, bro. Don't, you know, hey, if you're listening to us, have something Mm-mm. that happened that made everybody smile, made everybody laugh. So, you know, because those those moments have been few and far in between this year. So, you know, mm-hmm. especially with a little tantrum, man. Yeah, they got paid ten, uh, Mike made ten million. Uh, I want to say no, Nate made Nate uh, and Jake. Yeah, yeah, those guys got paid like close, probably close to a million dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah, they made bank. But you know what? Like Jen just said, man, that was a great event to have us smile and forget, you know, all the stupid mm-hmm. stuff that's going on right now, especially with uh, little desk, little hands, little big ego. Right. Like, I don't know who I'm talking about, man. Why they had right. the president? Why they had that 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 guy sitting in that little bitty desk? Y'all explain that to me. <laughs> <laughs> just to make him happy, just to make him happy. Like they probably told you know him, what? like your time is up, bro, man. Like they they just did that just to make him happy. Go ahead, Jane. He's doing a lot of things that are dangerous, like that is not funny. Like you know, he's having a temper tantrum, but a yeah. lot of things. Like he just, you know, I live in Georgia, and so he just had a third recount that you know that was not going to make any difference. We already recounted twice, but it was at taxpayers' expense. It was a state mm-hmm. of Georgia expense. Um, you know, and that happened, you know, these frivolous laws, that is at taxpayers' expense. Um, you know, now the Treasury is going to hold funds uh, for coronavirus and put them in an inaccessible fund. So when the Biden administration comes in, they won't have access to those funds and they're going to have to go and get congressional uh, to utilize them for things like the coronavirus, another stimulus check and things like that. And it is, it's just, you know, I don't know why people are putting up with it. Right. Yeah, now, right. I, I blame Governor Kemp, uh, you know what I'm saying, the governor out here for, for basically being a coward and kind of bowing down to, you know, Trump like that. Because, I mean, the thing is, man, he 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 has the power to say, hey, no, nah, we ain't going to do that, man. Our elections ain't jacked up. So, you know, if you want to spend that money, I'm not going to take it out on my taxpayers. But to get well, this he money turned to get on him. Did you, did you oh, see yeah. it? The the thing like where you know Kemp put all of our lives in danger by going ahead and pushing forward with the release um, of the lockdown um, right. ahead mm-hmm. of schedule. And now Trump says that he hated that he endorsed him, uh, and that <laughs> you know he's having people turn against him. And I and I'm glad because pie in your face. You turn your back on your people of your state who you're who you swore to protect just so you can be in with the Trumpians. Uh and look mm-hmm. what happened to you. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. yep. I mean he's looking crazy. These folks gonna get out of there, man. Like they are about to get up out of there. Now, as far as what their next venture will be, um, what type of uh ties they would have, um, you know, with some of the leaders in the community, who knows? But um like, yeah, it's time for them folks to get up out of there. Um, too bad you made the wrong choice. I mean, you, I mean, hey, like, you made those decisions, bro. You didn't think about the people. It was all about financial gain and what, and what looks good to your uh, your followers instead of what's best for y'all's sake. So, yeah. All right. So, uh Enough about Orange Man, Little Hands, Big Ego. Let's talk about what we got going on today, Al. 
All right, so thank you all for tuning in to today's show on the Middleman Talk Show. We will be discussing real love, not R-E-A-L, R-E-E-L, love, how reality shows and pop culture can have an influence over your relationships. So some of the things in which we want to discuss today is, is your relationship a reality or is it being produced or shaped by pop culture has reality tv shows affected our empathy and expectations when it comes to having relationships and when it comes to the reality tv shows like love and marriage hip-hop uh excuse me love and marriage huntsville love and hip-hop or the real housewives are we entitled to an opinion on their relationships on these shows and are they shaping our opinion ourselves when we look at their personal relationships with our friends and family. So when we look at these shows, are they really shaping our thoughts about how we interact with our close companions? Um, How are these opinions even formed, right? And is there an appropriate way to go about expressing your advice or opinions to your friends about their own personal relationships? And thinking about the TV shows in the 80s and 90s, did they, you know, help shape the current way we approach and view our relationships? And were those relationships on those shows of the 80s and 90s realistically scripted or scripted using an unrealistic view of reality? So we definitely want to hear your thoughts on today's show topic. We definitely appreciate you guys for uh, tuning into our podcast that we had last week on Mr. Boring versus uh, Mr. Exciting. We will be revisiting that again, but we want to go ahead and discuss real love. So is your relationship a reality or is it being produced and shaped by pop culture? So what are you guys' thoughts on that? Now, I know that, you know, we are in the social media age. We are in the age in which all, you know, if you would like your personal you know, information could be put on display if you choose to. You also have the like the luxury of creating a lifestyle that you want to possibly live, right? And so we see that, you know, we have a lot of different reality TV shows um, that are out there. And sometimes people may feel like they want their life to be like that. So what do you guys think about that? Um, I do. Um, I really think that pop culture has effects on how we view relationships, especially for women. Um, And I wouldn't say older women like myself, but a lot of young girls see people like on shows like Love and Hip Hop. uh, They hear influencers like Cardi B, um, and they think that that is real. Just like Cardi B made a reference in one of her songs, I don't cook, I don't clean, but I Mm -hmm. got that ring. Um, or something to that effect, which is ridiculous. Um, And a lot of girls, and you can see when you look at things like TikTok, uh, and you see young ladies posting up about their expectations of boyfriends or how they portray themselves and the emergence of the obsession with the thought era or the side chick era. A lot of that Mm. comes from our pop culture and the, the examples they see on these shows that are scripted for clickbait and for, you know, people to tune in to see these, you know, relationship dynamics that not may not necessarily be real. Well, um, I'm not really into those shows like that, but I mean, I, I've seen a couple of them and it is kind of disturbing. Like you said, Jen, when I heard Carter B say, I don't cook, I don't clean and let me show you how I got this ring. 
that's a very misleading statement. I mean, we have young women that feels like, uh, you know, this is the way that I can get a good husband by doing X, Y, Z. And, right. and like Al, you and I, we've 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 discussed this among, and a lot of men will discuss this amongst ourselves a lot of times. Women, you have to realize you got to have something to offer. And a lot of men don't want just one thing from you. You got to be dynamic, just like you expect us to be dynamic. But with mm-hmm. these shows, I think they're catering towards the lowest of uh, mind states to uh, really encourage the people to feel like that life is a reality. It's real. It's, it's what's happening. I mean, and it's just not on the you know the ladies as well. Like it's on the guys, man. The guys feel like they have to live True. this. Um, like this tough guy, I got money, look at me, look at my clothes, my hairstyle, my car type lifestyle and and they want um the they want the their ladies to look like the video vixens, you know what I'm saying? Like like the best bodies, you know, um excuse my language, but the bad bitch, right? Um but also, you know, now we hear that she got to have her own bag too. I mean, she got to have her own money as well as me having my own money so we can be, you know, this, you know, this, um, I don't know, this Jay-Z Beyonce type. You know, I don't want to use like the Bunny and Clyde because we ain't out here trying to kill nobody, but like the Jay-Z <laughs> and Beyonce type, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, like this whole mentality of, um, like, like what we used to call back in the day, flum and flumming. Yeah. You know what flexing. I mean? Like, yeah, flexing. All in. But, Man. I mean... And even even things like, um, for example, whether it's Love and Hip Hop or Love and Marriage Huntsville, I see, because I do watch these shows, um, mm-hmm. and Real Housewives, We, I think the main thing is that they play with fidelity. Um, and I ask you guys, yeah. a lot of times on the show, you have, we have in both worlds, you have an example, like on one of the shows, Love and Marriage Huntsville, you have a couple... Um, who has been in a relationship for over 10 years and he's been having an affair for over five years. And one of the dynamics on the show is that the friends inside of the show feel like, I guess, they have these opinions of the woman because she stayed throughout his affair and really Mm -hmm. never said anything. Uh, And then on the other hand, you have on other shows where you have someone um, getting divorces, breaking up because of affairs being exposed. And I ask you this because a lot of times on these shows, people break up with the people um, or, or they, you know, just like on Love and Marriage Huntsville, she stayed throughout the five years, but when they got on this show, she decided to leave. And I wonder if she left because the show and people were calling and saying that she was stupid because she she stayed in the uh, you know with him having an affair for five years and then it changed when there was a spotlight on those shows. So mm-hmm. how how does that influence us when we have opinions and looking at relationships, other outside opinions when people like the people on Love and Marriage Huntsville and Love and Hip Hop step into this reality world? Like I I see that. With what some of the, the um, like the relationships that we see on TV that people try to imitate, like you said, the fidelity standpoint of it, it's more like um, like being monogamous in a relationship is like like people present it as not like it's not even important. 
um, because even when you see some of the things that we see on some of the shows, it's always drama with an ex or a side, whoever, right? And so people who are watching this show thinking that that's okay to do. Like, this is the lifestyle that, you know, they live in where I'm, I'm out here doing the same thing as well. So it that makes it okay to do, like, yeah. to them. With, with the uh, the way these shows are scripted and edited, you know what I'm saying? I, I think that's right. harmful in itself because, yeah. you know, like Jim was saying, man, people getting divorced behind this stuff. People are losing relationships. I mean, yeah, true. They're getting paid. But, I mean, is that really worth losing a good person in your life just to, you know, be on TV? And, I, I mean, number one, it can ruin your character outside of being a character. Once that right. show is over, people can peg you into one Realm and just leave you right there. That's crazy. It could. And, you know, I, I don't know. A lot of times on these shows, you have people um, who not only in their marriages, but their friendships as well. People they've been friends with for years and years and years. All of a sudden, they break up or are not friends with them anymore because of the dynamics of the show. And, and mm-hmm. we say that to kind of look at how we look at our own relationships when mm-hmm. we look at how pop culture influences our own relationships and our personal lives and do we have an unrealistic expectation based upon what we see on TV? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So what have been some I, I of the think... shows that you guys have influenced how you look at friendships or you know uh, romantic relationships? I can't say it influences me, but I kind of see it with other people, you know, like younger people, uh, my kid, um, other people, kids, cousins, things of that nature, Mm -hmm. how they present themselves in relationships. And I mean, there was a time when even when you argued with your significant other, you kind of put that to the side and really didn't want nobody to see that interaction. Now, man, you go in Walmart, you see each other just wilding out on each other because it's like it's the thing to do. I cuss you out in front of everybody because this is who I am. Like what? But you know, some people like to feel validated by their drama, you know, because they mm-hmm. want to, you know, express what's going on in their life, and they want somebody else to confirm or validate what they're saying, um, because you know they want to feel like uh, I'm not in the same boat, or they want to feel like my feelings in this particular argument are being heard, even though they're not being heard by my partner, right? So I, I am gonna show out. But as far as with, um, you know, I want to speak on the empathy standpoint of, you know, um, understanding like the person who you with or your or who you are in a friendship with, like their feelings as well. Like, like I do see and hear it like it's in our music as well. It's in it's in our movies. It's in our TV shows. Like we have so much drama um, going on in our TV shows. Like there is no comedy where there there isn't any uh anybody dying or like a issue to where um the good guy or the good girl in the store doesn't have that happy ending why can't a person have that happy ending like tv shows are presenting it as you know you can have all these particular you know accolades but a lot of times you know that one thing that you want you may not get even though you try you still may not get so that also gives people a false sense of reality as well too. Now I know right. that we went through this like the stages of like um 
you know, the Cinderella story type movies, right? Back in, you know, the 80s and early 90s and stuff like that, right? And I know we got to, you know, directors felt like they wanted to change it up. But, like, the way that they changing it up, changing it up like now, um, mm-hmm. even with the reality shows, bro, like you said, the scriptingness of it is is not reality. You know what I'm yeah, saying? You I- can still have a scripted reality show, but not with the extra stuff that they added in there. And, and I think that everybody kind of knows that they're scripted, but yet we tune in every week. Yet yeah. we have these opinions on their lives, and our opinions right. are actually influencing some of the, the personal decisions that these real people are doing in their lives. And is that is that fair to them? And and why why do we do that? Why do we feel like we are entitled just because we tune in every week? We're entitled to have a viewpoint on people's personal lives. Well, Jen, even in our regular lives, when you look Where at Where does just, it cross the line? Well, I, I mean, the thing is, I mean, when you, you meet it, well, the first thing first, when you look at us as individuals in our, in our everyday lives, we grew up around people, or we are that person that saw other people's relationships, and we had to make conversation with somebody else about their relationship. Not saying us in particular, but we know of that situation so as far as us being opinionated because when you see a person on television all the time people think oh i know him like people might even listen to us on this talk show and they hear us all the time they interact with us and they feel like i know them so mm-hmm. i can have an opinion on them you know what i'm saying you, you get so familiar with that that character that person every week by watching them on television all the time you feel like man why is she with that dude or you know whatever the case may be but yet in the same the same breath, you got a sorry jumper sitting next to you or a sorry female sitting next to you. And so, they I mean, know that, it. And they know it, man. <laughs> that's the dynamic of it. Mm-hmm. They know it, man. But do you <laughs> think, especially especially our generation, I want to talk about something that Al kind of brought up <clears throat> earlier today. When you look at our generation, we have been affected by TV so greatly because we've seen a transition in hip hop and and t- television as well. Like we started out in like the late '80s, early '90s with like the Cosby Show. So like Bill Cosby was the ideal father, Claire Huxtable, uh, Family Matters. These these um, well structured, you know, Fresh Prince. These well structured you know, family units. And then we transition see this transition over to gangster rap, uh, and you know, kind of like a little bit of gutter shows a little bit where, you know, sometimes women were objectified or, mm-hmm. you know, now we're seeing minister society and, and men uh, in jail and things like that. How has that shaped? Because we've seen that transition and I don't see it switching back. Like we don't see a lot of the Cosby show type influences coming back. How do we mm. reshape that into that with today's youth? Because you see, you know, I see these little girls talking about, what did I hear on see a TikTok yesterday? Uh, nanny, nanny, boo-boo, I F them more than you do. Um, what? You know. What, man? <laughs> it's so, a song. What? I heard on TikTok. It's, it's a song. Yes, yeah, it's, it's on two short tape, I think. It's like, nanny, nanny, boo-boo, I F them more than you do. Y'all don't leave me out here like that. Like I'm man, hold on, man. Hold on, man. Hey, hold man. On, I ain't man. trying to leave you out there. I'm just saying. Hold on, hold on, hold on G. <laughs> hold on, G. You said this is a song by Too Short. It's on like a Too the Short great? like tape. 
yes, it's like nanny, nanny, boo, boo. I f him more. Well, they say the real word. I f him more than you do. Wow. All right. Anyway. All right. All right. Anyway. So yeah. Anyway, you see that um, where you know the glamour for you know glamorization of the thought, the side chick, mm-hmm. all of that coming, and I don't see it coming back around. And then for our community, especially the African American community, how that further harms us as a society and we've had many shows about the breakdown and structure of the black family uh and how they you know and and how it hasn't come back to what it used to be right how do we when this is when television and tv is so penetrated in our everyday lives and our opinions uh, of these shows are penetrated in our everyday lives how do we stop it from influencing our culture so much hmm well, for one, man, you know, we definitely have to demand what we want to see. Um, even in comparison to how we how we grew up, right, when our parents didn't let us watch certain stuff, uh, we couldn't turn to certain channels, right? Um, you can do the same thing with your children. Now, no, it's not as easy this, as before, Al. It's, it's not as not, easy. But you because can, television, you can, YouTube is more accessible I understand. to kids now in many uh, different I avenues. Do, I do understand, but we do have parental uh, control capabilities. Okay? If you need assistance with learning how to do that, there are YouTube videos to show you how to do that. <laughs> so, that can be an Boy. avenue or a way. Like, when you first purchase a phone that you're going to give to your 13-year-old, Put your rules in place. Go ahead and put your per- put your parental controls on the phone. All right, you won't have to worry about that. All right, you can also set it up to where they can't get on social media. So Ayo. if they ain't on social media now, I know they're gonna Ayo. see it outside the house, but they ain't Ayo. gonna see it inside this house, right? Ayo, you did so I can control Ayo. what's Ayo, going on you, inside your house. Yeah, you deal with a lot just of saying. kids. I, I know you do. I know I'm you deal saying. with a lot of kids, but bro, these I'm just kids, saying you got to put stuff in place. Things. Exactly, but we are growing up in the technology age as well for us to be able to put parental controls on something. All right, so you need to at they, least they try find that measure. They around them, or they see yeah, it right. at a friend's house, or I they get see that. It I get that. At least it. you can say, at least you can say you tried that. Now, some parents cannot say that they have not tried that, so you cannot, you know. So that's one way. Now. We also have the luxury of great writers and producers who are finally getting their shine, right? In the okay. black community that can shape, you know, how we view us on screen. You know, we do have other um, streaming services that are black owned that we can watch certain shows or uh, tailor the audience of what we want to share inside our house. Like, like we have that, those uh, opportunities. True, and that, I, I believe that is a great way to go about it. But um, I mean, with the savvy of these kids now, the way things—I mean, even if we have those great writers, if people are more attracted to what we see on reality TV, if they're attracted to that, because I mean, it's like a drug, man. I mean, Gene, you tell me if I'm lying. Y'all, y'all addicted to them shows. You can't, 
You got to find out what's happening in the next you week. You do. You're yeah, addicted to their whole life. You co- you become addicted to the storylines that is very well scripted. Mm-hmm. I can tell you mm-hmm. almost every single reality show right now what's going on in those people's lives. But you know um, what it is? It's not really reality. All it is is just a soap opera. With modern it's day a modern, it's a modern day soap opera, it, but at the same it's time, it is. It, it, it's a little bit more widespread, man. Because I mean, it's it's beyond television now, dude. These these people I, have got all I know that, but but like the whole gist of the show is just a complete soap opera. Now we have the the capabilities of creating a non soap operish reality show. Hmm. Like it don't have to be about black people fighting each other in the club all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like we have the control of making a comedy reality TV show, and the hardships of being a comedian coming up or something. I don't know, or but a podcast. The problem is now who watches it? Who will watch it? It's you know, a lot of people want to you... see the fights. They want to see the yep. drama. They want to see yep. the cheating and the lying. They yep. want to see it's cheating and lying in, in that field too. Folks still jokes all the time. It want to fight people. Man, but the way she, the way Jen putting it down, I mean, I mean seriously, man, it, like people do want to watch a train wreck. They want to watch a train wreck. They want right. to see the, the glass get thrown, the water get thrown in their face. They want to see the husband get cheated on by the wife. They want to see the wife cheat on the husband. This person got a baby. That person got man, a baby. Man, we got to change the vibrations, man. No, but you know, even if it starts out, I, I, I always say one of my favorite reality shows is Love and Marriage Huntsville. Love and Marriage Huntsville is on the OWN Network, which is one of the, it's not like it's VH1 or MTV or something like that. Um, and so it's supposed to be kind of classy, and it was about uh, was three three or four couples um, that were black business owners in Huntsville, Alabama. Yeah. And it was about their friendships and them coming together and building homes uh, and uh, I guess uh, the black neighborhoods, uh, affordable housing in the black neighborhoods or under underdeveloped neighborhoods in Huntsville, Alabama. That's perfect, right? That's positive, right? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, maybe that doesn't <laughs> sell because now it has turned into, uh, you know, cheating, lying, mm-hmm. stealing, um, um, people having a baby mama, a, a baby while they married, um, you know, friends falling out, being, you know, disrespecting each other, and lying behind each off, other back. All and who it. signed off on that to be released? The characters on the show. They did not have to do that, man. But it, but right? that, the premise of the show started out well. But yeah, it turned yeah. into yeah. something else. Right. Yeah. I remember seeing that. Uh, I remember seeing that that commercial for that man. I was really interested in that because I mean they was they they kind of sold it as like you know a, a a come up of a black family. Uh, they mm-hmm. sold it as, you know what I'm saying, like you said, with the real estate thing. I was like, man, mm-hmm. shout out to Cody Gopher over there in uh, Huntsville also. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, that was, I mean, that was a great concept. But like you said, Gene and L, they had to switch the dynamics of that to make it fit what people are consuming now. Because it's all about the consumption of the product. And the product is the mayhem. So that's what they want. Love and hip-hop, all the love and hip-hop franchises, they were about... 
you know, a lot of rappers or upcoming rappers and their personal relationships, but also their journey and getting right. their music out. You don't even see anybody p- putting any music out anymore nope. on these shows. You know, they nope. been, they go in the studio and work on a song that you ain't never even going to hear of. Or, right. or come out, but they they go in there and have sex, or you get into a fight in the studio. Um, but they they don't put out any music, so it it starts with really good intentions. But the but why is we why do we as a people need the sensationalized drama that's so negative that a lot of times other outside cultures like Chinese, uh, I don't hate to generalize yep. people, but in a lot of uh, Asian uh, cultures uh, and. European mm-hmm. cultures, they formulate opinions of our people based upon these shows. That's right. I mean, that's all part of the propaganda. Y'all already know that. But overall, the question is, how do we demand a better product? And actually, like you said, Jen, how would that product go across? Because, I mean, once you consume smut, name is smut, but you, you consume this type of product for so long. I mean, it's going to be hard to digest anything else that is positive. I mean, like you said, our generation, you grew up with Bill Cosby. You accept Bill Cosby. You know what I'm saying? This generation, they look at Bill Cosby like, man, that show is lame. Mm-hmm. And boring. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. boring. It's like It has no excitement to it. Excitement to a certain generation, I guess we got to define and help define it for them, but I mean, they, they got to want to change that also. But doesn't television they direct a lot about what's cool and what's not cool? Like, how can you control that when you have them creating the narrative? They're well, scripting the narrative uh, of I what know, we should think of or defining what's cool. And they're you know, scripting thing, to us. Go ahead. Well, I want to say this. I want to say this. The one thing that we have control over at this particular time, not 100% control of, but we do have control of YouTube. When we have creators. Keyword creators on YouTube being able to create shows and, and different avenues of entertainment, we need to somewhat support that. And, and the reason why I say that is because that person, the more viewers they get, the more popular they get, then they can go to a bigger platform. But at the same I mean, time, if we don't, you got to find them though. It's hard right. to find them now. And that's how, um, you know, I came across Issa Rae, you know, before she um, became big. I was watching um, a YouTube show that she produced with her brothers and um, his rap partners called The Fly Guys. And um, next thing I know, she started, you know, producing other shows on her page and, and then started seeing some of those people on those YouTube shows actually starting, mm-hmm. you know, start being in movies and, and Netflix shows and stuff. And then next thing we know, here come Issa Rae, right? And so, like, it can happen. Um, Also, too, the, like Kevin said, like, there are a plethora of great producers and creators out there on just the platform, just YouTube, if we're just using Mm -hmm. YouTube right now, right? Right. Um, There are a lot of good TV shows on YouTube. Produced by independent people, right? Well, you, you um, know, one thing too, Al, we can, like you said, we can change the narrative as far as like how uh, how a relationship should be and how we should go about relationships in the future. Because mm-hmm. um, the love letter that, is that a movie called a love letter, the photographer or something like that. I forgot old boy name, but yeah. he played. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see stories like that. 
they don't get a whole lot of shine. You know what I'm saying? But imagine if we had people that were giving you entertainment that was nurturing to that relationship. Right. Because if you, a, a child, like you say, if, if the only thing they hear is I don't cook, I don't clean, and I'm not just harping on Cardi, that's that's what she said. I'm, I'm saying if we had other forms of entertainment where they could see how to love, how to nurture a relationship, how to, matter of fact, the relationship might not even have to be between a man and a woman. I mean, it could be between how guys learn how to be good brothers to each other or how women can mm-hmm. be good sisters to each other, mm-hmm. how kids and how you can be a good friend to somebody, just relationships overall. If we can find ways to tell those stories in a reality form, yes, there needs to be a a, a element of excitement to it because, I mean, shoot, we could just watch each other and be like, yeah, that's reality. But, I mean, for that to happen, that's how we'll need to make it happen as far as to get a show that can show all these different elements. Is that too much to ask for? I, I, I think so. Some responsibility is on Hollywood. Hollywood broke it. Yep. They broke it down. They broke down our how we view ourselves. They made money off of destroying our viewpoint mm-hmm. of our relationships, whether they are men and women, whether they're friendships. They exploited us. Yep. And it's up to them to fix some of it. And it's up to us to demand some of it. That's right. Uh, and we allow them to take away a lot of our quality shows, and we don't give back, or we don't support even ourselves, um, the good shows out there. One of my favorite shows, you know, one of my favorite producers is Misha Green. She produced Love, Lovecraft Country. She had a show before that called Underground that was on yeah, yeah, um, that was good. WGN, UPN. I think, or I thought, one of yeah, those UPN, stations. UPN, UPN. Yeah, yeah. and so it ended. They just cut it off because it was bought out by a white network who didn't agree with the show's content, which was about slavery. Uh, and it disconnected, which was a historically good quality show that you could watch with like your teenager and discuss some historical events and maybe how they relate to things that are happening today. But we allow that show to be cut off and we still continue to contribute to, um, you know, those shows. We see a lot of shows. Um, you know, the advertising things around it. People don't like something, they quick to call up the advertisers. We we don't yep. do that as a culture. We don't. We allow a lot of these people to be leeches off of our creativity and leeches off of our culture while exploiting us at the same time. Um, and a lot of that ownership of repairing it, it goes back to Hollywood because they're the ones who's exploiting us. That is correct. I agree. And so, really- on a, so on a on a fun note, I'll say this. So some of the shows that influenced me um, were the Cosby Show, A Different World. Um, what, let's see what else. Um, also like TGIF Friday. Like I loved Friends yeah. Family Matters. Um, Martin, I love Martin. Even though Martin mm-hmm. was like, you know, Martin and Gina had a great relationship. Even though they had their ups and ups and downs, what were some of you guys' favorite shows? Um, I mean, I enjoyed uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper. Um, yes. Uh, what what was LL Cool J show in the house? Yeah. Um, I like mm-hmm. that as well. Uh, smart guy. Um, let me see. Um, definitely, you know, Family Matters, TGI Friday type shows. Um, I even watched uh, Step by Step. 
Um, cause I, I think it came <laughs> on like right after, it did, right after Full House. You no, know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, um, just uh, like the comic relief, but also uh, understanding the relationship that Phil had with Will, even though he wasn't Will's father, he still gave him that father figure type role mm-hmm. um, and gave him that fatherly love that he was looking for, um, which, you know, definitely propelled him, as we saw, you know, on the show to have, you know, some, some type of stability within his relationships. Um, that he had with other people. Yeah. Um, um, even with his relationship with his best friend, Jazz, um, you know, him constantly bringing Jazz around so the family can get warmed up to him, um, you know, that really says a lot about, you know, the family building uh, that trust and connectedness with, I guess, someone who was an outsider of that family. Um, and also bringing in somebody from their culture to experience the same thing with them. So, um, shows hey, like that. One of my favorite shows was James Evans. I love Good Times, even though they scrolled. Oh, yeah, Lord. J- you know, j- yeah, James will boot it. You know what I'm saying? Did you, was that coming on TV, like the, a new show was coming on TV when you was little, or was it a rerun? See, I've only I was, it was not that new, but it was kind of new. Lord, Lord have mercy. It wasn't that new, but it was kind of. <laughs> I mean, how I many y'all tripping? Good tripping now, you know. Hey, stop putting that out there like that. Stop <laughs> chill out with that. I mean, but I mean, I mean but look though, but look though, even with those shows that Kevin just stated, it had what a father, a mother, right, working together or at least trying to work together um, with their children and trying to, you know, make sure that they made the proper decisions with the people in which they were involved with. Because we all saw different, um, um, what, what, what similar episodes to where like maybe one of the uh, the youth on the show was interacting with someone who was necessarily oh, somebody that the family no. frowned right? The episode with JJ, I mean, with the episode with James had to whip the little dude, you know, that was with Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was cutting up real bad, and he ain't never really had no father figure in his house. Like, how you let right. this man talk to you like that? To me, right. a lot of those visuals kind of set the tone for a lot of young men to understand how to interact with a father and a strong right. father at that. Even when JJ got, you know, almost jumped on by the gang, his mama came through. Well, that was on Michael when his mama came through and was like, "You ain't finna hit my son." She pulled out the bat. She wasn't playing. But I mean, stuff like that. The visuals of it is more is 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 more powerful than what I think Hollywood. Well, I ain't gonna say Hollywood don't know because they know what they're doing with what they're putting out, but. To us, you got to think about what I'm saying. These are shows from the late 70s, mid 70s, and we only had a few of them in the 80s, and we only had a few of them in the 90s. 90s. We get to the 2000s, we get to MTV Real World, you know what I'm saying? Everything right. just shifted. It blows everything up. Even the real field. world change. You know that everybody knows it's no secret that I love, you know, Kevin from Real World season one because he was like this. You know, black guy, straight out of college, educated, you know, he was really sharing with these other cultures, you know, his experience as a black man in New York, um, in this world, um, which was really important. There was like really, I remember my mom passing me by and saying, what in the world are you watching? And I'm like, it's a documentary. And she's like, oh, okay. So like, <laughs> it was, um, 
you know, it, it was very eye-opening because you had different cultures, different people coming together. And then somewhere around, like, early 2000s, it shifted from a documentary about different people from different backgrounds coming together and putting them together and see how they work to, you know, everybody having sex and fighting. And that became, like, like you know, just the norm for TV. And that yeah. was... No different from what we see today in reality. They were the beginning. Yeah, they were the beginning yeah. of it all. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think that you had producers maybe sitting back saying, you know what, let's go ahead and create this environment so we can have... Because, I mean, what if they saw the ratings were dipping? And the I, other think the, the, I, mean, yeah. I think what was dangerous to TV was Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer oh, and Ricky Lake. Yeah. Jerry yeah. Springer and Ricky Lake first introduced these really Jones. weird yeah and Jenny Jones which is weird because Jenny Jones I remember my mom used to watch like at 11 o'clock at night it didn't even come yeah. on during the daytime but the it introduced these weird people that you would have never seen like walking around or people wouldn't even discuss it out in public right and then they had these explosions you guys I remember that was the thing I had to come home hurry up from school and get my snack ready because I had to get ready to watch Jerry Springer that was the thing to do because I wanted hmm. to see the fights on Jerry Springer that was the beginning <laughs> of it and I think they got such high ratings that out of greed the producers had to find how to translate that into other areas and That's you started right. to see that seep uh, into other genres of, of TV, like the reality TV shows, like the real world and such. I agree. Mar- with Mari, remember Mari had the women on mm-hmm. there? Don't know who the baby daddy is. They got to talk loud and run away from the camera And, all and the you time. know, I've been on oh. Mari, and I've been, I, I've actually went to the Mari show. I ain't been on the show, but I've been, to I went to the, to the Mari show. <laughs> And a lot of it, a lot of it is is fake. Like the reactions of the audience is pre-filmed. Um, they film a couple shows in the same day. Um, but you know, and I couldn't tell sitting in the audience if I believe the people or not. I tell mm-hmm. you that. Yeah, I mean, but it's still back to the reality where they call it "quote unquote" reality, and people actually believe. That some dude was sleeping with a dude that looked like a woman that looked like a dude, like they ain't never know that was a dude. So I, that's unbelievable. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially, especially one with the KKK versus something. It was the gay dudes and the KKK on Jerry Springer. I was like, man, come on, dog, y'all going out now? Right, this is too far. <laughs> this is gone too left. Oh, yeah, y'all <laughs> doing too much right now. Doing way too much right now. But hey, I mean, it, it, it changed. It changed over time, and it, it's different. Uh, it's different from when they originated with, you know, you like you say, your Jerry Springers and your, your real world. Um, I think they're a little bit more refined and more detailed in how they present that product to people and the influence that they've gained over this period of time. Um, it, it, is, it definitely has a deep influence in our community and our society because look at what we have in the White House. We have a reality show president. Yes. Like that, that like reality TV or the whole reality concept has definitely changed um, the world in, like in the last two decades, like very quickly uh, compared to some of the things which, you know, 
the world has been trying to, you know, create or use, right? Um, but when we think about the relationships that we saw on the shows that we grew up on versus the shows that we are seeing now, um, do we feel like those shows from the 80s and 90s were realistically scripted or were they scripted using an unreal, unrealistic view of reality? Um, I felt like a lot of the shows that we did watch um, tried to be as realistically scripted as possible. Um, I know that, you know, the whole Bill Cosby aspect, just an example, um, you know, was like the at one point the dream of, you know, a lot of people like having, you know, two successful parents in the home, you know, kids who don't give you too much trouble and live in a nice house, right? Um, uh, I, I, I agree with you, but I don't. The reason why I say that, I think a lot of the TV shows back then were more on the moral side, Al. They wanted to be the moral gauge of our community. But mm-hmm. that's not my question. About, my question, were they realistically scripted? Moral well, and realistically scripted are two it, different it, things. It's not even the script part about it because I'm just saying like the, what they presented to the public. You got to think about it, man. A lot of the topics that they brought up in those shows, period, were for moral mm-hmm. values because even Sesame Street, they taught a lot of morals to our generation. Now, you right, right, at the right. end of that, at the end of that, but now when you look at the scripted part of it, scripted means you didn't, you don't really get to say in what it's going to be about. So you got to think about it from Bill Cosby to Martin. Even though Martin was all a lot of foolishness, Martin had a couple of shows that made you think too. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there's a lot of different shows we had. A different world right. made you think. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The morality of it. But when you go to just straight reality shows, man, that's just okay. Let's get the best bang for our book of reaction. I, I think that I really think that shows like the Cosby show are a little bit closer to reality than love and hip hop. I don't sure. know anybody that if you slap me, I'm going to sit down and have dinner with you the next day. Exactly. You know, I, I just don't. I just, that's not right. We're never going to be able to be in the same room ever again in life, you know, or you, you're going to be able to calm me down and pull me away. And I'm going to calm down after you threw a drink in my face and ruin my expense of dress yeah. or something like that. I'm never going to calm down. You're not going to be able to hold me back. Like that's Y'all just not reality. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta have the uh, the apology dinner too, you know. Yeah, and an apology dinner because like I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna say okay, and then I'm gonna knock them out. That's the, that's how that would be. So to me, the Cosby Show is a lot more realistic than you know things like Love and Hip Hop, um, Love and Marriage Huntsville. Like when it was exposed that my husband was having a five year affair, it's more realistic to stop the show because I have children. And it has gone too far. Right. Like, it's gone too far where I don't want my children exposed to this very personal thing that we're dealing with and that we would have to deal with as a family, whether I stayed or whether I left. It would be more realistic to say, I'm going to pull out of this show. But I think the lure of money allows people to to let these people into their lives and let them shape and play with their marriage and let them play in a sacred place um, that should be kept within your family. And I don't think that's reality at all. I think that it's a scripted illusion. Uh, And some of the scripted shows are more, probably a little bit more close to reality 
um, um, than we expect. Have y'all ever seen Married to Medicine? Yes, one of my favorite yeah. shows. And I, I know somebody in particular that turned that show down. Uh, but at the same time, like you said, Jen, some of the people on that show, they, they definitely probably needed that money. Need that money. You know, the, the, not necessarily the actual breadwinner needed that money, but the other spouse who agreed to be a part of it. Because if you remember the show, some of the spouses were not in the medical field. No, and, they, they, and they want to live a certain lifestyle. And mm-hmm. this show, a lot of these women get paid. Basically, they get paid up to some of them a million dollars or a, at least a half a million dollars per season to right. have lunch and have fusses with the petty fusses with their friends or people that and they tend to be friends with. And that's she one thing like it. I did not get about like uh like you know Kev was saying about um you know on the marriage medicine show some of the people weren't even doctors even on the Real Housewives some of these ladies haven't haven't even been married yeah or not even married like. Mm-hmm. What? Well, I so mean, we as a society have to yeah. look at why are we letting these these things influence us so? Uh and when we put our we put our I guess time and energy, maybe we should be directing them in other places or other shows that have a little bit more value. All right, so I got one last question. I know we you know we're running out of time, but I got one last right. question. So think about the teenagers that are watching these shows now, like within 10 years, you know, they should be either, you know, graduating college or, you know, possibly, you know, coming to the States of getting, you know, married or dating someone. Uh, do we feel like the current um, show or um, um, expose of what a relationship looks like on television and, and movies, do, do we feel like, you know, our current teenagers will try to reciprocate that 10 to 15 years from now because it's and, kind of becoming the norm and them kids going to be jacked up yeah them kids going to be jacked I'm just calling for what it is they're going to be jacked up yeah I think in many ways I'm scared for people like my son's generation I think with YouTube and mm. television and the way that they're growing up I think that they have a disconnected view of reality and I think that they cannot relate to a lot of things that are realistic because they haven't been put in realistic situations um, because they don't anymore. And I think that we are raising a desensitized generation that will have trouble coping with realities because their reality is virtual. And Mm. I think that's very dangerous. Um, You have kids now that, you know, because they don't look like the people on Love and Hip Hop or they don't emulate the people in a lot of the rap songs or they don't, uh, I guess, ha- are, are not the visual of what is cool now. They're killing themselves. Um, right. They're um, doing all kind of desperate things for likes. And I think that this real, this reality is, is having a disconnect of what is real love versus what is virtual love on on television and on the internet and I I, I fear for us I, I really do and look we're really going to be in danger because we're going to be the vulnerable old people when they're Man. in charge and I don't know what's going to happen to us oh my god I'm going to keep me a pistol <laughs> and I'm going to have me some mace and you come to my house oh, and have some high grits <laughs> and what you got to say about that great show y'all look, love man. 
I know there's a lot more that we could have explored into this conversation right here. Uh, to all our listeners that are listening on Facebook and live out there in the internet world, we do appreciate you. Hey, you could have called in today. Our phone lines were open. I forgot to say it a couple of times, but uh, we would like to hear your opinions on some of these topics that we have. Uh, we definitely know a lot of y'all watch these reality shows and how people get so caught up uh, in, in this stuff and, and feel like this is the way that I should live. I party, I party hard, I work hard, blah, blah, blah. Right, and they right. realize they were trying to follow up behind it. And shout out to uh, Tan Tan for her thoughts over there on the Facebook page about this particular topic. Uh, we do appreciate that comment um, about this show. And uh, shout out to uh, Hit Me Out. I know we heard from them today, but I know they out there listening too. So shout out to them brothers. And hey, yeah. y'all hit us up on Facebook if you have a show idea that you would like for us to explore or opinion or something you if you heard an old show that you want to get in and maybe express your opinion about that you like us to revisit let us know yeah man i know al kind of glossed over that uh that that, that show we just put over that show al the uh the uh mr boyd versus Sight. Mr. Sight, yeah. man. man we got a, I, I think we got another twist on that and uh if y'all ain't heard that show go back and listen to it. It was a great show, great energy, a lot of insight, a lot of different understanding of listen to the words, Mr. Exciting versus Mr. Boring. It's not what you think it is. So go back and listen to that <laughs> show. For real. <laughs> um, shout out to all the people that's over on our Facebook group. We up to 751. We almost at 800. So make sure y'all go ahead and uh, add some more people so we can get us some more friends on our show. Great show, y'all. I got to go because I got some guests up in here now. Dude. Oh, hey, if you live in Georgia, please vote. If you have a friend that lives in Georgia, please tell them to vote, 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 vote. If you don't, if you don't vote, we coming to find you. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Get out there and vote, man. All right, see y'all next time. All right, peace. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.